passing. I'm not going to argue, you know, it's just like, yeah. eh, I'll take this. Cause the, I do have the joy of sleep. working at home, man. That's how it is. Oh, it's the joy. And honestly, my brother and I were talking about this the other day. It's, it's really funny. So like my family historically is just incredibly prompt, like early to everything. So on time, you name it. <clears throat> and, you know, historically my brother and I have followed suit. We're very on time, um, very prompt. But as of recent, like, I don't know how to do anything on time. Like, <laughs> like physically going somewhere on time. Like I can do digital stuff on time. Like I'll show up on, to meetings on time. Absolutely. I'm early, like whatever. But like physical places, I've completely forgot how to do anything in the real world. Like in the aspect of getting somewhere on time. So I'm like, I have no concept of how long it takes me to like get ready, eat breakfast, get out the door get to a plate like I have no concept of that anymore like I yeah. used to do it every day I used to have like a 45 minute hour long drive every day to university like an hour back drive to, almost like a 45 minute hour long drive back to work and then back home I was just doing it all day every day and now it's like I, I couldn't get anywhere physically on time <laughs> like it, Dude, I struggle yeah I know right like you don't have the the regular structure of like, okay, I know it takes me 20 minutes to get to there. So I got to, and then it's like, I don't yeah. know what day it is most of the time. So like, <laughs> Oh dude, it's the tough. only reason I know, the only reason I know what day it is luckily, well, with how my week goes. Um, so usually client stuff's like the most busy Thursday through Monday. And so like, I really know what day it is Thursday through Monday. But if you catch me in between that, I'm like, it could be anything. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it could be anything. I rely on, I rely on the missus to tell me, like, mm -hmm. if she says, oh, yeah, we got it. We'll do something with blah, blah, blah next Friday. I'm straight away just like, yeah, yeah. That's oh, I have no idea I, what that is. I know next Friday <laughs> is a concept, but I don't know, like, is that 10 days from now? Or like, I don't, I don't know. So it just goes straight out the other end. And oh, it's like, tell me your name. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm dude seriously i i'm so bad with names it's and once i like learn it i'm all right good with faces names i'm like nah, i struggle but like you could initially like when i meet you tell me your name and it's like i just black out like it's like i don't it, it just it, it it's already gone through me before you even say it like yeah. it's like you may as well not even have said it and everyone wish, should wear name tags like that's basically where i'm at with names <laughs> yeah so, yeah right. It gets like that far out. Um, yeah. So what's uh, what's new, man? How's everything going with the house and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, um, we had a big house day. Uh, that was really good. Um, my dad's helping with some some renovation and cool. got the yard all fixed up. Um, did our spring cleaning, which was really nice. That was needing nice. to be done. Um, everything's shaping up around the house, which is, which is good. We finally snuck a day off in there, man. It's, oh, cool. it's been a big, it's been a bit chaotic and you know, it, it, I need more days off. I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. It's a little too chaotic, but how's Sweden? How's it good to be back? Yeah, no, it feels awesome. It's actually super cool. Like, so <clears throat> I was saying it funny cause we were in the Netherlands, like we, we came to Sweden for Christmas and it felt a little bit like coming home. Like I was just more comfortable. Like I know yeah. the language better. I know the sort of customs better and all that sort of stuff. So that was cool. 
And then we went back to the Netherlands and ended up doing all of the stuff we needed to do there. And uh, we're like, cool, we'll arrange, we'll, we'll go to Gothenburg. But then we knew what was coming up was like, got to end the lease in the Netherlands. We got to clean the house. We got to travel, make sure all of the immigration stuff's in order. Then we got to find a place and there's a huge housing shortage here. So it's really hard to find places. And yeah. we were just like, fuck. But then someone on Funny's Instagram lives or lived in Gothenburg and Funny just randomly offhand said that to her like, oh, we're coming to Gothenburg as well. And she goes, oh, we're leaving our apartment in like a month. Do you want me to speak to the landlady for you? And maybe we can sort something out. And we were like, uh, yes, please. And it turns out that like the place that we got is literally in our ideal location, which you can't find places for. Um, Man. So it worked out so well. So we, we ended up coming straight into Gothenburg, straight into this awesome location where like on one side we have the Slotskugen, which is like a big forest area in the middle of the city. On the other end, we have all of these cool restaurants and cafes and stuff that we like. It's a dream. So <laughs> yeah, it's going really well, man. Really loving it so far. Yeah, that's awesome. It's crazy how that works out. And that's probably one of the coolest things about social media um, is just that that ability to, to do something like that. Um, but also, didn't that kind of happen to you guys when you went to the Netherlands a little bit? Like one of your yeah. people on social was like, hey, by the way, like, I can show you around and here's a, here's a dope place. And like, Yeah. We, um, we had a connection to a real estate agent there and she actually took us around and showed us everything. So yeah, that helped a lot as well. So yeah, man, it was super cool. Like definitely feels like we, we live a bit of a charmed life sometimes when stuff like that happens. You're just like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's happened to us. Um, less, less moving. I mean, like when we moved to Australia, we luckily had, you know, obviously it was an adjustment trying to figure out sort of a, a new life on a new continent, newly married, freshly out of uni, like no money. You know, it, it was kind of a challenge to kind of start a new life there. But um, in, a, in a big way, it wasn't because we had a really good friend who was already over there. She had already found a place for us to live. We were just going to room with her. And she already had a friend group established that we just became a part of that were such yeah. great people that we're still friends with today. We, we do Facebook, you know, video calls regularly and like stay caught up with each other. It's like this stuff is so cool. And I guess this is sort of what being an adult is like. I honestly am just figuring it out a bit. You know, it's yeah. just like, yeah. is this what adult is like? Yeah. Um, I guess adult is kind of what you make it, you know, because childhood in adolescence and in you know your teenage years is is it really it's kind of what you make it but it's kind of what other people make it so yeah it's kind of how you react to how the people make it um and i guess adulthood's kind of like that but adulthood's a little bit more if you're i guess if you're very fortunate it's very it's much more autonomous and hmm. it's it's one of those things where like oh you know right on this is all right this is good this is, yeah. this is okay you know yeah. i guess this is adulthood so. <laughs> yeah it's a bit crazy to think of i think when you think back on stuff like i think sometimes when you're in the moment you kind of just like cool well this is what i need to do next this is what i need to do next and mm -hmm. you kind of think back sometimes and go like geez we do a lot of crazy stuff and like a lot of cool things worked oh. out and like yeah it's yeah interesting <laughs> 
when you when you look back at it oh when you look back the post hoc all these adventures it's it's wild and again like very fortunate um for my wife because you know a lot of this stuff probably i wouldn't have coordinated it um you just being honest like there's just no way i would have gone out done the like put in the effort to do it um but i'm so glad that she was willing to do it and also like willing to push me to do a lot of different things because she's like no just do it you got it like just call them and set this up and just i need you to do it you know and it's like okay well if you tell me i need, I need you to do it like all right i can do it then but if i'm just relying on myself then you know <laughs> i can't be bothered with that so yeah i know what you mean <laughs> yeah exactly it's like nah mean. probably not though if it's yeah, up yeah. to me we'll do nothing so <laughs> yeah. yeah totally i think i'm i'm learning that a little more as like action is is pretty important sometimes like i'm I, I think it's it's funny because um i was thinking about this where like my sort of cohort of clients that i've got going at the moment there's like a 50 50 split of people who are like super action takers and just don't have any patience and then like the other half are just like too patient and they don't really do anything proactively or you know and i tend to fall into that second camp a little bit where dude i can i can be patient and and bide my time and that sort of stuff but Sometimes I really got to give myself a kick up the bum and be like, you know, imperfect action is sometimes a lot better than waiting for the perfect moment to do something, right? Yeah, it is. And I also fall in that group. I think that's why we connect, um, mm. you know, and well, that's obviously not the sole reason, but I, I think in general, like we vibe, you know, and it's one of those things where I'm, I'm very much the same way. And I almost have to, Put myself in that other camp and i spend probably when i think about it i probably spend most of my time trying to manage how i've put myself into the other camp like i'm really good at what i do in terms of being in the camp that i'm i've been in my whole life like you know we're really good at what we're really good at and that's like you know doing x y and z and it's like yeah i'm really good at whatever this is whatever lifestyle this is you know, call it laziness, call it like do what you want it in ism, but like, I'm pretty good at this. You know, I'm content. I, I don't need that. <laughs> it's great if it happens, but like, nah, I'm good. I'm yeah. not going to set it up. Um, and it's like, I'm content. I'm happy with this. And, you know, there's parts of me too, that being that like non-action taker and it's just like, nah, I'm good here. Um, that it's like, okay, well, I know I need to do something. Like, I know I need to take big actions in different ways. And so I like put myself, like throw myself into all these situations, which, you know, through our communication over the years, like I think you can sort of extrapolate, right? And it's more or less my life spent managing me putting myself in those situations. I think that's yeah. honestly all this is. It's just my management of how this goes. Yeah. Try and stay afloat, right? Honestly, I think that's it. It's just like, <laughs> am I, am, am I, where am I at in terms of on the spectrum of, of treading water? Like, am I confidently treading water? Like a, you know, someone in the coast guard, am I treading water kind of like a dog for its life? Or am I treading water where like only my mouth is out of water and everything else is under, like, how am I managing this currently? And it just ebbs and flows throughout that continuum. I think on a daily yeah. basis, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I, I think that's, man, that's adulthood. I think. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, how are you? It's, it's, yeah, it's the, how are you question really turns into sort of like, 
if I could explain my life and in my what's going on in my mind, I'm very much, and I think you're probably the same way, like like a duck, <laughs> where it's just like the most calm, serene thing above water. And it's just like, man, what is just a serene animal? And under the water, it's 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 chaotic. It's just oh, chaos yeah. down there. It's just like, I don't know how this is going. I think a, sh- a shark's gonna eat me. Like something's ha- something's coming. Um, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> you know, and, and above Beethoven. the water, it's like beethoven's plan you know the sunshine <laughs> and it's just like birds are chirping <laughs> everyone's like how are you holding it together and it's like well if you mm. could see yeah this is going well <laughs> yeah. yeah dude uh it's like that i i get the sense that like a lot of people have that going on and it's you know we have our our presentation to the world i guess but um it's how it is yeah right? and i think it's a yeah and i think it's important to mention it man it, it's totally. i because it's like I guess you learn a lot about yourself in a way I've learned a lot about myself in the way that people sort of tell you how you are, you know, like, I don't know, doing a lot of podcasts and stuff like that. And and having a lot of these conversations, people sort of like tell you what they think of you and what they've gotten from you, which is very helpful in a lot of ways. Cause you're like, Oh, okay. I'm at least, you know, I'm presenting it in a good way. Um, Obviously I'm not, I'm a terrible actor. So like, it's not like I could act this, um, you know, so I'm not worried about that as much, but it's like, it's good to know it's, it's sort of reconfirming in that way of like, oh, okay. You know, that, that, at least it's all coming together here. Cause like in my head, it's like, am I doing this? Okay. Like you kind of need to check some balances. It's like a grading system of, of adulthood. And I just, I was, you know, I'm currently going through Jordan Peterson's new book. And mm-hmm. in the first chapter, he talked about this idea of, how we sort of exist in the world and there kind of are these checks and balances of like how you communicate to other people how you present yourself to other people and you're either you're kind of given a grade like do people respond well to you are you typically well liked in most circles are you good with having conversation are you good at just existing out in the world um, and communicating with others or do you turn people off in conversation Um, are people very quick to leave the conversation or like say something, uh, you know, blunt or rash or, or, you know, maybe they're disgusted or something like that, or, you know, maybe you cause an uproar with them. Um, and, and that's kind of your grade, right? Like, do people want to engage with you? And if they do, like, I think you're probably, you have a passing grade socially, but you know, there are times where you run into people, you're like, dude, you're failing social this whole social component of life. Like you're, you need, you need tutoring with this. Like you need to find someone to help you because I don't know how to communicate. Like it's sort of like Phoebe and friends where I don't know if you watch friends, but for those listening, who watch friends. It's sort of like Phoebe. It's at, um, it's at, it was a party at Joey and Chandler's place. And this girl comes up to Phoebe and starts talking and she's just saying some, you know, asinine stuff. And Phoebe just, the only thing she says is like, I don't know how to talk to you. <laughs> then just like walks away. <laughs> and it's like, that's how I feel in those moments where I'm just like, I I really don't know what, how to talk to you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's in a large way, I think that's our grading system. So it's it's nice to sort of that reaffirmation or reconfirmation really um, of kind of how you exist in the world. It's sort of like, okay, that's my grade. Like this is kind of how, what people are getting from me, mm. you know, cause it's hard 
because we have our own ideas and stories and, and simulations in our mind of what our life is and where it's going. And, but the, everyone's reality is a bit different, right? We all experience mm. the world in a different way and even our own lives and how we project out to the world, I think. So it is nice to kind of get a, and it's been kind of weird because you're not, unless you're doing this, you're not really in the real worlds over the past, you know, 18 months. So it's like, how am I doing? Like, you know, I, I don't know where I'm at on this spectrum. Like, am I, am I still normal? Like, can I still communicate with people? All right. Um, that isn't, you know, governed by some wild west of an online presence, like where you can say anything and anything goes and there's no repercussion and there's really no grading system outside of an entire world of keyboard warriors that exist upon you, you know, or alongside you that are just like, yeah, man, we're, we'll fail this together. Like I'm with you, you know? Um, so that's its own tangent, but <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing to think about at least. Uh, definitely. Like I've experienced that as well, where you have your own viewpoint of yourself and, and people will say things about you or the way they, they view you, especially in the industry, like you said, going on different yeah. podcasts and stuff. And it's sometimes you're like, well, what really? Like, <laughs> that's what you, that's, that's not what how you get? I think about myself at all. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, oh, that's what you're getting. That's sick. All yeah. right. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, totally. No, it's, it's funny like that. It's super weird, but, um, super interesting and i also find it like quite interesting I've, I've been thinking about that a little bit more since we moved because the way i interact with people now is so different i mean obviously the interaction is different because of covid but just in general being in another country when you can't you, you don't feel as comfortable as you do in your own country or your own town yeah. or whatever uh, it's super interesting trying to sort of think about how you appear to other people and how you interact with other people and what are the social norms here and, and what, what language do I use and what words do I use and all these different things. I don't know how things work, you know, this kind of thing. Yeah. It's like super interesting and kind of makes you think a little bit about how you are presenting yourself to the world and how the other, the rest of the world sees you and all this sort of stuff. So that's been quite an interesting little journey. And, you know, it's one of those things where we're also trying to, um, put ourselves out there a bit and make friends and make connections in our, in our new community, you know, so it yeah. becomes even more emphasized and you kind of become hyper aware of it. Whereas I think it's easy when you've been comfortable, you've got a persona where like, yeah, I mean, all of your high school friends know you as this kind of person and all of your work friends know you as that kind of person and this sort of thing. So yeah, it's pretty fascinating to think about. And, and you're so right when you said that about like people telling you their viewpoint on a podcast, I was like, man, I've been there. I know exactly what you're talking about. You're like, man, all right, I guess we're going with that today. You know, that's yeah. my stamp of, that's the stamp of today. You know, if there was a bio written each day, like that's today's, That's um, it. Yeah. you know, tomorrow's could be vastly different. You don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the travel thing is tough because it's interesting. I don't know if it's, it's its own challenge. I think it's not really tough, but it's interesting nonetheless, because, you know, I, I've spent extensive amount of time traveling and, and going to different countries and stuff like that and as well. And as an American, I'm hyper aware of like the stereotype of the American traveler. So it's, you know, being more of the docile, quiet, reserved type. I'm also even more hyper aware of like, I know I'm not even that stereotype. I know I fit zero mold of that. Um, but I'm still hyper aware of how people like, as soon as I open my mouth, people know I'm from the US. Like, 
or they think can't sometimes they think Canada. So I, my, at least my accent isn't like a tell. Um, so luckily I can get away with like, where are you from? And I usually just say Canada, uh, because people don't have any follow-up questions. Um, sorry, I didn't want in Canada, but like people are just less interested, I think. Um, well, we're, you guys are less exciting, which is a good thing, I think. Um, so kudos to you. And I honestly claim that I'm Canadian if I travel because it's much easier life, especially over the past four years with the, our whole politics and, and all of that. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's that's helpful. But I am definitely hyper aware, almost to like a crippling social degree of like, is this OK? You know, like when you're not when you're in another country, you're like socially, am I right here? Like, is this? Is this how you guys do things? Um, you know, it's kind of like you second guess your whole learned behavior of social interaction because you aren't speaking the same language. And then <clears throat> probably the one of the most challenging things or interesting things as well is engaging someone in a new country when you haven't engaged them before and they don't know that you don't, I mean, they can probably tell, you know, me the way I look in like, and I go to Italy or something or like when I was in Italy, Clearly, I'm not Italian. Like, I'm just not. Like, that's clear as day. But you never know. I could speak Italian. You know, I'm there. You don't know that I haven't been here. Like, and so the most interesting part is sort of engaging that person of like, what's acceptable for me to say hello, but also present that I don't speak Italian, yeah. you know, like without being rude, you know, that, that I, because that's another thing of like an English speaking person or especially an American that comes anywhere. It's like, we just assume that everyone should like bow to us and speak our language and, and take our cultures and customs. And like, why don't you guys have cheeseburgers? And like, what the fuck is this? You know? Um, and it's like, I bro, said that's an Italian. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's just interesting. Um, I think that's one of the most, cause once you kind of get going in the conversation, they understand. And sometimes they're intrigued of like, Oh, okay. You're American or oh, okay. I've watched a lot of tele, you know, American television. We got that going for us where people actually do like American television, mm. um, which is helpful, but like more than they like Americans, I think, but it's like, <laughs> once you kind of make bridge that gap initially, it's like, okay, I'm on board here. But that initial conversation starter of like, cause they start speaking to you in their native tongue and you're like, Yep. Mm, you're in for a rude awakening here because I'm only going to respond with hello. Mm. How are you? You know, it's just like <laughs> yeah. the most basic English I can speak that I think that you may know and almost to like a, an offensive degree. So just yeah. like, I don't know your level here. Are you like sixth grade level English yeah. in high school? <laughs> yeah. You know, how, how much English do you know here? So um, yeah, that's always an interesting thing while traveling, especially to new countries that don't really, English is not their first language by any, by any means. So yeah, it's always an interesting thing. Well, I mean, it's a funny thing because people sometimes assume funny is the Australian and I'm the Swede because of, <laughs> well, you, we you definitely, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so I, I, I just automatically get assume that, I, that I'm Swedish. But I mean, we're in the Netherlands and, and obviously Scandinavia in the Netherlands, the English competency is like super, super high, really good. Yeah. But I still feel a little bit, especially in the Netherlands, because I don't speak pretty much any Dutch. Dutch always, is so hard. Oh, it, it makes is, no sense to me. Oh my it's God. Always a, we were like, yeah, we want to learn a bit of the language because I feel like it's respectful to at least make an attempt with yeah. some words, right? 
but we just weren't there that long. So we were kind of like, hey, what's the point, you know? Um, yeah. Also, it's there was super always hard. that moment of like, every new person was like, yep, sorry, <laughs> don't speak Dutch. Can we speak English? And yeah. what I find really funny is, especially here, actually in Sweden, sometimes they'll talk to me in Swedish and I'll talk a little bit back to them in Swedish, but then I'll kind of go, oh, sorry, can we, can we do it in English? And they'll be like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't know. And I'm like, no, we're in Sweden. Like, yeah, I should be speaking your language, if anything. Like, it's cool, man. You don't have to apologize to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't owe me this. Um, yeah. If anything, I owe you to, to learn a little bit of your language. Absolutely. And I think the, <clears throat> the effort goes a long way, right? And I think that's so much for so much of life. It's such a good sort of bridge and in, in metaphor for for most of life it's like dude just give a faith effort yeah and that is rewarded by that person on the other side like <clears throat> just try you know and so when you do go to new like like a new country with a new language it's you know learn hello learn how are you learn a response to in something that they would have a common greeting towards and then in that exchange of like Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Because that's a custom within humans, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's like, really within any language, they that's how humans interact. It's like, okay, you know, even if it's like, uh, even if it's rhetorical, it's like, okay, well, this is sort of how a greeting is. Then it's like, okay, then expose yourself of like, sorry, I have a handicap. I can't actually speak your language. So yeah. if you could come down to my level, that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. um, the fact that you know six languages and I only know English, I feel a little, <laughs> you know, like I need help. So if you could just come down to my level, that would be fantastic, you know, but yeah. at least try, like give them the, give them the respect of learning like the, hello, how are you? Good. How are you? And then it's like, sort of expose yourself from there of like, okay, I'm sorry. That's, that's the extent of my knowledge of like your culture. Um, so if you could come down to my level, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It goes a long way in any area really. Like if you don't know something and you're trying to ask a question to, to somebody that's, you know, technically Googleable, for example, like, yeah at least show that you've put in an effort of like, Hey, I, I tried to have a go at this, but I really don't understand what's going on. Could you help me out? Then yeah. the response you get and the quality of the reply and the information you get is so much better as opposed to just like, Hey, I clearly couldn't be fucked doing any research on this myself. <laughs> Can you tell me the answer? <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's so true too, with like DMS and stuff and, and asking are asking questions through messages and, and stuff like mm. that, or emails, because just to kind of bridge this to again, the industry, mm. if you are a coach or if you're just like a avid gym goer and you're interested in something or you're asking, you know, Luke a question or myself a question, it helps. It goes so far to know that you did do research. Like if you could at least preface the question with like, Hey, I looked this up. This is kind of where I'm at. I put about an hour into this and I just can't get any further. Like there is a rate limiter to my knowledge base where I can now <clears throat> understand this stuff. Right. So if you're looking at like the knowledge, it's like, if you look, knowledge is like a zip file. It's like, <clears throat> I've opened my zip file only has like one document in it. Like it's a very short one. It, it only has the intro information, but like 
Luke's zip file on this topic is full with like imagery. It's full with like, you know, eight page dissertations. It's like, I got this covered. I'm on lock. Just ask me, but like, at least let me know where you're at. You know, where's your yeah. zip file? Like how much information do you have in your, in your hardware? Um, and that's helpful because you're sort of, you give us something, you know, you give, you give us something to work from. It's like, where's your fundamental knowledge? Like, okay, do you understand fundamental chemistry? Do you understand fundamental physiology? Do you understand like the fact that this muscle is here on the body? Like, does that all make sense? And like, without us being offensive and asking you that question, like you can sort of preface your question with letting us know like, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of here and here's my question. Um, but it also just shows respect to that person. Mm. Um, you know, cause I had to, when I was writing my book, I had to ask many different, um, you know, PhDs in the different specialized areas of what I was trying to research. I would do, I'd be doing, I'd be going into a deep rabbit hole on a subject. Let's talk, you know, let's say connected tissue hypertrophy. And, you know, I, I'd reached a point where I had done like four hours, five hours of research and, I was stuck. I was like, I don't, I pulled every paper I can physically find. Um, and any paper that I couldn't get access to, I, you know, I went on Synet, I got access to it. Like I've have everything I could find on this. And I, I have every textbook in my, in my bookcase, like 30 textbooks, like trying to find something. And after that, then I reached out. It's like Dr. Cody Hahn, Dr. Brandon Roberts, like these, these guys who I think have some understanding you know, deep understanding way past the fact of my understanding of these subjects. And then they gave me something like another piece of the puzzle that was like, okay, that's helpful. Thank you. But I had to preface, I had to do five hours of research, type up a very thorough email of like, Hey, this is where I'm at with this question. Can you help me? You know, mm -hmm. what is another resource that I can sort of go to? Do you have any papers that you've seen? And that's so, that's just a sign of respect to that person. Cause you are asking for their time. You're asking for mm. very valuable time. Um, and it's not probably some questions are easy. Like how much creatine should I take a day? Like, yeah, True. three to five grams. Like, okay, that's an easy one. But also <laughs> if you're asking someone like connective tissue hypertrophy, how do I illustrate that? Do you have any visual visualization? Do you have any visuals that you've come across throughout your entire career, grad school, you know, writing your thesis, like that you've can give me or point me to, it's like, that's a question that someone has to actually think about mm. and like put time at also researching themselves to actually give you a thorough answer. And so like, if I would have just blindly asked that person that question, that is, I want to say very disrespectful, but like you're towing the line on like, yeah, that's disrespectful. You know, it's like, yeah. ah, cause you show, you're showing that person like, oh, I can't be fucked with this. Can you just do the work? Um, yeah, and I don't, totally. I don't plan on paying you for your time, but like, I think you owe me this, you know, because yeah. you exist and I exist. So like, dude, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> the sense of entitlement to it, you know, like it's, yeah. I think it's, it's cool to be free with knowledge and all this sort of stuff. But sometimes yeah. it's like, man, you realize other people pay me for this information, right? Like, come on. A lot, yeah. Like this. people, <laughs> people work hard and earn money to pay me for this information. And like, yeah, I don't owe you this. And there is that sign of respect of like, okay. And like, again, it's one of those things where, cause then you have to fight the battle too. Like, I think everyone's entitled to, to respect, but I don't think I'm entitled to the same respect as like, you know, your 
university professor like yeah i'm just a normal dude like on the internet that like happens to know a little bit about this stuff and i do have a degree and i do have these you know x y and z but it's i'm not like a harvard professor like i'm not like writing textbooks on this shit as far as like this is my career like i'm just the guy you know i'm not to say i'm not that dude so it's like i probably don't need that much respect but like at least give me something give me a smidge yeah something (laughs) and you know i'll take it yeah i'll take anything yeah no it's it's interesting um so actually i mean i I wanted to talk to you about the book so how does that feel now that it's uh it's on the pointy end of things man yeah so it comes out in the uk in two days um so i'm really excited about that and it comes out in the us north america on the 20th of april Mm -hmm. so it feels really good. Um, it's been, it's been a wild ride. Uh, and when I think about like, when I really think, think about it, I do miss a lot of aspects of the process of it. And the process was incredibly cathartic. And there's so much, there's so much to that sort of in a world where we don't do a ton of deep work. Like we may do like focus periods of work, but the main thing I do is like answer people's emails. So that's not, it's not deep. Like you don't go into, you know, I'm not doing four hours of research to answer one, one, one email, you know, and cause that's just not very effective, efficient with my time. And and that's too much information for the client that I have. And it's like, you know, that's, that's unproductive. So the, the cathartic part of it was, I don't know. There was a lot of aspects of, of it that I, I miss and, that were sort of reassuring and, and confidence building in that way of like, I can do this too. Like I, I got this shit, like I can do it, you know? And cause going into it, I, I was really, I was nervous, man. Like, can I deliver on this? Like, I think I can, but like, can I though? You know, like I've never had to do this. I've always had, I've written papers. I've done, you know, certain things I've taught, you know, seminars and stuff, but like you kind of always have backup you know, and you kind of know what you're doing already. Like you wouldn't have put on a seminar on something if you weren't already sort of like, yeah, I got things prepared. You know, it's not like, hey, I'm going to do a seminar on, uh, you know, bone physiology, uh, you know, next week. And um, well, I haven't seen bone physiology since university, but we'll do it next week. And it's like, uh, you better start opening some textbooks and reading some papers, man. Like, do you know anything about that? You know, it's like, ah, not enough to teach, but I'll figure it out. Um, And so, you know, the book in itself is like, it, it's very broad and it's very general, but it's very specific within these categories and and subject matter. So Mm. it it was so interesting to go into all these different rabbit holes um, and then pull myself out of it and go into a new rabbit hole, you know, the following week or or three days later, and then pull myself out of that and go into a different one. Mm. And those were, you know, in the moment I was like, man, this is a lot, you know, and it's still, it was a lot, but it's like, it's a lot to the sense of like, I kind of missed that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it took me back to, I never thought I would say these words, but it kind of made, it makes me think of like math where like arithmetic and, and like good, good math that, that you know, a problem that's going to take you an hour to, to really work through. And it's like, how rewarding is that to get mm. to the end 
where you've done all of this work and you're working out all these problems, problems within problems that are within problems. And you're like, okay, that's that. So this goes here. And like, if you're thinking about like going through like a chemistry class or a physics class or something like that, and it's, it takes me back to those times in like university where I would spend like four hours studying and doing math for like my chemistry classes. And I never thought I'd miss that, but I miss aspects of that deep work where you're just, you're not distracted by anything. Cause right now, like, you know, when I'm answering emails, like I, I'll try to leave my phones elsewhere, but like, it's so within reach that I'm like, I'll just pick up my phone. If I have like a lull or like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Right. You know, I could go to my next email, but I, I could also like just pick up my phone and like get instant gratification. Um, but that I didn't have that for this project. There was no instant gratification. Like this has taken, this is, I started really working on this January of 2020. So like we're over 12 months in at this point and like the book still isn't released. Like it is coming out, but like there's, th- it was, it was interesting because there wasn't that instant gratification, mm. you know, it's sort of, it had to be delayed and it's, it is delayed and it's interesting. Um, that's the, that's a really interesting aspect of it. Cause like in a world wh- where we have so much instant gratification where I could just write up a post, I post it and then I get tons of great feedback and I'm like, Oh yeah, that was great. Mm. You know, people really enjoyed that. Awesome. That was worth it. You know, and growing up in this world and like sort of evolving up, involving, evolving, geez, evolving in this current landscape of how we sort of spread this information and post it and, and share it. It's been really interesting and it's been a huge teaching lesson in delayed gratification. Yeah. You know, and, and I haven't had to, obviously I spent most of my life, we spent most of our life without social media, but which I think is a huge blessing, but mm. the, our most recent life and our most probably intellectual life we've spent with it. So there's sort of that double-edged sword there of, well, we grew up without it, but this is all we know, mm. you know? So yeah, that was <clears throat> very <clears throat> random answer for you, but no, do you have I a really specific like question? <laughs> Cause yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere, I guess. No, but I did want to ask you about that because, you know, I know one of the things with a book is that it is such a, you know, it's a, it's a long-term thing that takes a lot of daily movements to sort of inch you towards that end goal. And exactly what you just said, where you can put a post up and you can get an instant response on that and an instant feedback and go, okay, cool. I need to post more stuff like that because people are enjoying it. With a book, you're not really going to know that until it's been out for a while. Like that whole process is, is years, like you said, and that's really interesting and, and probably quite difficult to deal with. Um, you know, so I think it's really interesting that you actually touched on that because I did want to ask you about that. And and I think the other thing as well is just like it is such an intensive process that requires that sort of daily, weekly, like, you know, I need to take, I need to, I need to walk like a mile every day so that I can end up climbing this mountain. Yeah. Um, and now that's, I guess, kind of wrapping up or wrapped up like that must be quite a, a difference in just how your day is structured and how you think about things. And, and like, I imagine it's almost like a, there's a before the book and an after the book in a way. Right. Yeah. Knowing what I can accomplish, there is definitely. And so days that I don't accomplish very much, um, which I don't think your whole being and, and self-worth should be based off of productivity. I think that's a terrible way to live. Um, but there is a sense of, you know, your day being sort of 
in a way defined by how efficient you are with your time and effective mm-hmm. you are with your time, right? Regardless of what you're doing, it doesn't have to be work-related. But, um, you know, what I th- know I could do has changed, you know, and that that's, that's a huge learning experience because, yeah, before book Austin, it's like, okay, I think I, there's sort of this, this limit I, you know, you place on yourself of like, this is really all I can handle. This is all I can do. It's all I'm really capable of. But like after book Austin, it's sort of like, I know that not to be true, you know, because take like the deadlines definitely were the hardest part, just the, the total, the totality of the amount of work that had to be done in between deadlines was just asinine. Like think of like the most intensive part of your university experience, but with a full-time job and uh, being married and like, you know, normal shit, right? Like normal adult stuff. Like I'm not special. Like people go through this in their everyday life. And it made me really appreciate people that do this shit and also have kids. Like, are you kidding me? There's no way. Like I can barely get through my daily life in general. So the fact that anyone does that normal stuff with kids is like, I know I'd adapt obviously, but like, that's crazy. So mad respect to anyone who does really anything, man, like, cause things are challenging to do and, and to be really productive and to be effective with your time and, and to be going somewhere and leading somewhere down, you know, towards a future of something is, is challenging to do. It's not an easy task. Right. Um, but in my head, it's like, what other option is there? Like, what else you, what else are you going to do? Like, are you just, you, cause you can hang it up. Like you could coast, you know, that's, that's like in my head is like, all right, dude, you've got yourself to a point where like, just, you could just coast, you know, just, you don't, you don't really, you don't even really have to challenge yourself on a daily basis to like exist in your, your day to day and like, you know, make the money you need to live and like do that, you know, but there's that part of me that's like, well, that's, that's silly. Like I have, mm. I have this opportunity to do this. Like, so do it. Like really you're going to spend your time here anyways. Like you might as well make that time worth it, which, you know, that hard work is going to lead to something in the future. And and that's, I think that was, there's, you know, a couple big lessons throughout the book, throughout the process of writing the book and, and realizing like what I could do was really liberating, realizing that I can really take this mountain of, of mountain to-do list of tasks, you know, this two-week deadline where the end of this two-week deadline seems impossible. And I seriously, it was for the first time, I didn't even have to do this in university, honestly, but for the first time I had to write down, like physically write down, okay, this is the end of what I need to get done. And I had, I absolutely had to reverse engineer it to, okay, this is what I have to get done every single day. And then how am I going to fit this in every single day? Like, how is this going to happen? Because, you know, I have, I have this many check-ins to do today. I have to go here. I have to visit my family. This, you know, this person's coming over tonight for, for, you know, this social interaction. And it's like, okay, I got to get, okay, by 10 AM today, I have to have this wrapped up. So like, what time do I need to wake up? 4.30? Okay. Alarm set for 4.30. Right. And that's, that was honestly, like, that was it. Like I had to take this mountain of tasks, then break them up into 
really small tasks, right? And, you know, that was, you obviously know that to be true of like, okay, any big task, just break it up into small tasks. Like, you know, don't think about losing 20 pounds. Just think about doing the things you need to do today to get, to do, you know, get closer to that goal, right? Win today and tomorrow will come and you can do your best with that, right? But, you know, I had done that with my physical hmm. self, but I hadn't really done that with my, my mental and, and intellectual self, especially to that degree and that caliber, right? This is the biggest thing I've ever done in my professional career for sure. Um, so that was, that was huge. But the other thing that I have thought more about is the serendipity of it all. Like the fact that this is really a culmination of my entire professional career coming together into this one project, like all my experience with clients, all my study, all my experience with, with teaching and, and, you know, putting this information out into the world and, and all the content creation, all the creative work, all the, you name it. Like this is, you know, nearly a decade in the making of like starting to train person, you know, people on, in person and like beginnings of college or even late high school. And then now it's sort of like the culmination of all those things coming together of like, all right, this is sort of a representation, a living physical representation of like this chunk of my career. Like I can look Mm. back and, you know, if I'm fortunate enough to be here in 20 years, like I can look back in 20 years and say like, this is the representation of like this part of my professional career, which is just super cool. But it's also the representation of the articles that I wrote that the the publisher and the editors found to be enticing enough to reach out to me to, to author the book. Right. And it's like, but also not only the content stuck and it was well received, but also it was, there's sort of that, reconfirmation of but those were in my own words that wasn't academic like you know Mm. it was it's it's referenced material it's written in a way where you know you'd accept it as sort of like oh this is kind of this is that this is not kind of but this is evidence-based this is science driven Mm. but it was my writing style is so conversational so I've always been docked for that that's always been a decrement of mine within university, within school. Like I was always counted um, off for that. Like I always got a lower grade because they're like, this is too conversational. It's too passive. You need to make it more, you know, academic and snappy. And I was like, yeah, but that, I don't speak. That's like speaking old English. Like I don't understand. Like I know what the words are, but in a sentence, I don't know what you're trying to tell me. It's like me reading Shakespeare. It's like, I don't know what you're saying. Like it could be in English but means nothing to me. So, you know, that was, that was cool because they actually liked that aspect of things. And it's such a big part of why they wanted me to write the book was because I had the ability to go in, pull from the research, pull from the latest literature, understand that material, but then present it in a way that could actually be understood. And, and it was more presentable. It was more approachable. And, because such a big part of the book was creating an entry point for people to get into strength training, right? I think this book is incredibly valuable to, to personal trainers um, who either just starting out or even within their career who maybe 
need to brush up on their exercise science material or, you know, early PTs that are maybe coming from a different profession who never got like a formal education in exercise science, like who never had to drudge through the physiology or, you know, all these classes, the anatomies, you name it. And this is a really good resource that I've put together, but also that the people who the 95%, right. Who are really underserved in the gym. When you go to the gym, let's say there's a hundred people and that's a massive gym. Let's say there's 30 people in the gym. <laughs> yeah. That's an asinine number. I guess if you go to like a LA fitness or something, but so let's say there's 30 people in the gym, you walk into the gym. If you're listening to this, you probably know something about resistance training. So you're, you know, you're probably in the know. So if you walk into the gym, there's probably out of 30 people, there's probably like three to five people that are like competent, you know, that are like, I kind of know what's going on, but the other 25 people are like, yeah, I just, I, I know I should be here, but I'm not really sure what the hell's going on. Yeah. You know, I kind of just put on a show. Like I kind of know I watch people online that know, but like, I don't know, you know, and they don't, the people I watch don't really teach me anything. They just, I just do what they do. And I wanted to create something that really served those 95%. Like it served those 25 people in that gym that don't really know, but like would be really interested to know, you know, and one of my favorite things to do is like watching training, like training videos of people is to watch people in the background of mm. those videos because you, you see the people who are in their own worlds, who are doing their own exercises. You're like, I didn't know that exercise even existed, but clearly you saw it done from someone. So like, you know, some iteration of a Smith machine, you know, sumo squat that you're like, wow, I don't know how your knees are still attached to your body, but like you clearly saw someone do that. And like, there's no part, of, but I know we like, like to poke fun at those people because like, you know, we're so smart and like, we're great and love us and whatever else. But in terms of being able to make fun of them and like, oh, they don't know any better, but we do, you know, come, come to us, follow me. But though that person that's doing that exercise, they want nothing more than to do it right. Like yep. they want to be right. They want to do something productive and they don't want to do something wrong. And so, you know, I want to teach that person something, right? Like I get excited about that. And the person, the onlooker, the guy who was doing, you know, rope pushdowns, but you know, the guy, the main subjects in the video is like doing a, a bench press or something. You can see that guy that on the cable doing rope pushdowns, he stops and he looks over and watches that guy bench press. And you can tell, like, he's super intrigued. Like, how is that guy that strong? Like, yep. how, what is he doing? Like, I want to know what he's doing, but I, I'm really afraid to ask. I don't want to feel embarrassed. I don't want to seem like I don't know. And I want to serve that part. Like, I want to be in that, like, I want to be right in front of that guy. Like, what questions do you have? And I, I really wanted to create a resource where you could, for $20, get access to like the foundational information on everything that I could put in this book. And that was really the goal of it. Um, it was to create an entry point, to create a resource for people who would love to know more, but just either don't want to ask or like don't know where to look um, and don't know how to read research because that's 
quite a hard thing to, to learn how to mm-hmm. do. And then those people who, you know, think they're doing things right, but then they're like, oh, you know, I am doing that kind of wrong. I'll fix it. Um, so it's kind of like that broad spectrum of things. So, but to me, like that's the most special thing to me, I, I think with where I want to go and where, who I want to be within this world. Like we kind of have to constantly ask ourselves, you know, who do I want to be? Like, how do I want to show up in the world? Because hmm. we have such a big reach now with social media and what, what, whatever else, like never before could I reach, you know, 30,000 people that live in the Middle East. But here we are, you know, there's, there's never, never before could I, with one post, speak to 20,000 people in South America, but here we are. So how do I want to, like, that's a responsibility that you sort of, you have to take on yourself. And yeah. I take very seriously and you could be laissez-faire about it. And there's a lot of people who are, but again, what's the point? You know, you could coast, but like, why? Like yeah. challenge yourself and see what happens. That, that's exciting to me. Like the unknown, the serendipity of the unknown, like the serendipity that happens through the unknown and, and through the journey of just putting out, doing hard work and challenging yourself and like trying to do your best that you can each day that you try to produce something, you never know what that's going to lead to. Like I never in a million years thought I'd be offered to write a book. Mm-hmm. I thought when I was 40 that I would write a proposal and be rejected 20 times before someone accepted it. Like I thought yeah. that was my story. That's what I identified with. But here I am about to turn 28 and a major publisher emailed me. They found me, went through the trouble to email me, call me, have a conversation with me, and then work with me for over 12 months with a team of illustrators and editors to produce a book that I never imagined I would be able to write or create, right? And like, that just didn't happen. Like that happened through so many years of hard, hard work Mm. that I never imagined that hard work would really blossom into anything because you don't know, like we're so, we're so good at looking back and saying like, oh, I did this well, or did this, I did this poorly. I could have done that better, but we're terrible at looking into the future. Right. And we've had this conversation before, like you can't, you can imagine what you've done in the past because it's the past. You can see it, you can evaluate it. Although I don't think we're good at evaluating it, but we can. Mm. You have no concept of what could be, right? And like, to me, that's exciting. Yep. And you have to be, I think you have to sort of take hold of like, what action can I take? I know my actions are going to turn into something. So what can I do now to turn, sort of lead me towards that horizon, right? A conversation that, you know, you, myself and Lyndon had is like, mm. are you headed towards the horizon you want to head toward? Right. And like, do you know who you want to speak to, what you want to do, what you want to put out? And to me, the most exciting thing is like, not the five, like I spent my entire career almost talking to that 5% of people, that three to five people that were in the gym who were already competent, who wanted, who knew how to do everything, who knew how to do everything that that other 95% wish they knew. But this 5% want to know, hey man, where should my elbow be to like maximize my clavicular fibers in my of my pec? Like, should I be here? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You know? Yeah. But like, who cares? You yeah. know, because there's 95% of these people in here who feel insecure about the fact that they don't know anything, but they wish they did. And like, those are the people I want to talk to. The people in the background of that lifting video 
who are just onlookers, you know, who are filled with motivation to change, but can't because they just, they're unsure. Those people that go home at night after their real job and like go online and try to find shit, you know, those are the people I want to talk to. Yeah, man. In that sea of information out there, it's so nice to be able to go, go like, Hey, here's one cohesive resource instead of you like, Oh, I picked up this from like a reel from my favorite influencer. Yeah. And I read this thing on like T nation. And then I remember once I got an email from this guy, it's like nice to have it all cohesive. And, you know, I agree with you that there's people out there who like, if sometimes what happens is people are afraid of looking stupid and not knowing, not look, looking like they don't know what they're talking about, which like, I think we all experience at some point. Yeah. But then there's also those people who, you know, as much as, as it's entertaining and all this sort of stuff who essentially get made fun of because they don't know better when really their heart's in the right place. You know, there's coaches out there, there's average Joe's, all this sort of thing who, you know, maybe believe that, Hey, like, uh, insulin makes you fat or whatever. And it's not that they have some kind of ulterior motive to it or, their intentions are in the wrong place. They just don't know any better. They don't have the information. And if they did, they probably wouldn't have that opinion. Um, yeah. You know, so like, I think you're hundred percent right that being able to say like, Hey man, it's cool, but like, here's a little bit more information for you that you can sort of change your mind about as opposed to like, Oh man, this idiot thinks that like going low carb, you know, makes you lose more weight and it's all about insulin. What an idiot. And making fun of it and throwing the memes out there and all that sort of stuff dude like come on like i think we can do better than that um so i'm really glad to hear you say that because that's something that i felt for a long time and i think it's easy when you're in a position of knowledge to be frustrated with some of the stuff that people are talking about like sometimes I, i really realized this after a while because i was talking a lot about things like mechanisms and this and that and and that's very interesting and it is something that's worth knowing for people in our position especially but, you know, you, you suddenly you go on Instagram and you put a question box up and people are going like asking some questions where you're like, uh, that would have never even occurred to me that people thought this, yeah. you know, or like, how did this, how did you even come up with this question? Because, you know, that, that was me 15 years ago, you know, I, I'm just not in that headspace anymore. And I think it's, it's really helpful to kind of just take yourself back and be like, Hey, actually I was that guy once who was saying, you need to keep insulin low to stay healthy and to lose fat. Um, and I changed my mind because I came across better information and someone was willing to give me that information in a way that I could actually digest it and understand it. And it wasn't, you know, aggressive and it, it was something that I could engage with. So it's really important to keep that at the forefront of your mind because frankly, we're probably in that position right now with some of the things we think about, but you know, maybe some PhD out there is going like, man, these guys are freaking idiots. They think X, Y, Z, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's funny, man. Yeah. And, and writing, so writing the book was very uh, hum, humbling, you know, uh, because if you ever want to realize that you don't know shit, get a textbook on something and try and read it. Like I got a book on skeletal muscle physiology. Like, I'm grabbing it for people who are listening. So 
skeletal muscle form and function. Oh, it's a right? beast. This is a, <laughs> this is a beast of a textbook only about skeletal muscle. Yeah. Literally like every single, and it's like small text textbook, muscle architecture, chapter one, muscle architecture and muscle fiber anatomy, right? Talking about pinnation angles, fusiform, yep. bipinnate and all that, like you name it. And that's just chapter freaking one, dude. And like, this is wild <laughs> stuff. Right. And I I'm flipping through this, like reading through this textbook and I'm just like, dude, I'm, I'm trying to reread stuff in chapter one. Yeah. That's the review. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like a sought after person for this information. Yep. So it's, you know, it's, it's the same experience. Like, and there's something to putting your, putting yourself in a situation and there's something to living your life, right. Where in learning things and, and taking it in, like traveling was a huge thing for me because it taught me so much about myself, what I didn't know, what I was ignorant to. It, it was, it was very humbling in that, in that regard, same aspect of like getting yourself out of these echo chambers, getting yourself out of these circle yeah. jerk situations where you're only surrounded by this information and these reaffirmation memes and like this whole call out culture or whatever this is. And like, whatever's happening with this world, like social world's very, uh, <laughs> I don't, yeah, let's not go into that, but that that's, <laughs> it's crazy, right? Like, yeah. I don't know what's happening, but it's happening. So I was at Home Depot, which is, what's your guys' big Bunnings. Uh, Bunnings. That's what it is. I was trying to think of it. <laughs> Bunnings. Um, so I was at like a Bunnings, so Home Depot. And I was looking at a wall of screws. I'm talking a wall. I don't know what any of this means. Like there's, there's uh, wood screws, there's metal screws, there's machine screws, there's, and everything's categorized and everything's, you know, six dash three, two dash quarter. And then there's dash eight. I'm like, okay, that's the size. That's the, that, that's the diameter. I get that. <laughs> but like, where do I put a machine screw versus a wood? I get, okay, wood screws go in wood. That makes sense. What do I put into an outlet? That's metal. Okay, I should get a metal screw. Past that, I'm lost. Like, what the fuck is this? And I'm staring out of this wall of screws, realizing someone, and I said this to my wife, someone's going to walk up here and say, what can I help you with? I know everything about screws yeah. and I'm going to ask them a question and they're gonna be like, that's a fucking stupid question. And it's like, <laughs> but is it? Cause like, what is this? This yeah. is entire two aisles worth of just little spiral metal pieces that fit into shit that make it work. So my world's blown, <laughs> you know, and this is a real world situation of humility because here I am an intellectual being walking about the earth, respected in my own profession written a book on the subject and I'm looking at a wall of screws fucking clueless. Yep. Like I couldn't be more clueless. And so, like, and I'm okay to admit that, like, I'm totally fine to admit that. And that's the thing is this is what's happening to people. That's that guy. who was an expert in screws. I guarantee you, he has some questions about, he wants to be a little bigger. He wants to look a little bit better for his partner. Hmm. He wants to look a little bit better. Why, you know, when he's naked, like, that's an ex that, absolutely. So I have those answers. If you could answer my question about these metal little spiral pieces of shit, like that would be fantastic. You know, 
because I'm trying to get this outlet in the wall. It won't go in there. The screw they gave me doesn't fit. So I'm lost. You know, can you help me? And maybe I can help you with some of your questions. Um, you know, I didn't obviously have that exchange because I don't want <laughs> you know, that's a trying weird. to bother for the screws. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Like <laughs> I just got the screws I needed, bought them, went home, put the outlet in the wall. We're home fresh. But it's that story. It's that experience. Like you need to put yourself in situations like me with like home improvement renovations. I'm clueless. My dad does great. My dad's so good at it. My brother's so good at it. I'm awful. Like I can like saw something. I can hammer in a nail. I can drill some shit. I can, I can get around like some like real basic. If you were an eight year old who watched your dad, I'm like at that level. Yeah. Like that's where I'm at as a full grown adult. Right. And it's like, this is kind of embarrassing. Like I got to go into this place where these guys have worked here for 20 years and know everything about home improvement. And I got to ask this dude a dumb fucking question. Yeah, I feel stupid here. And like, but this is what people are doing. This is how people feel about training and nutrition. Like this is how people feel. And it's like, you have to put yourself in these situations to feel what they feel. Yes. Because clearly, like if you, if you know, you know, if you have 10 years of, of experience and in, in education in this area, like you, if you've never felt that way about something, I really challenge you to, to find something that you just don't know anything about and like, try to go into it. Like try to go improve something, renovate something. Like for me, it's home renovation, but for it, for you, it could be anything. Right. Hmm. And if you want to be better at being a normal fucking person, but if you want to be better at educating people and like being able to relate and be empathetic and compassionate towards others, you have to get yourself out of your own echo chamber. You have to, because if you just spend your daily, cause it's so easy, right? Mm -hmm. you, I can spend all day on my email where I'm the authority. Yep. I can spend a whole day on social media where I'm the authority. Friends come over. I'm the authority on most subject as far as like whatever, like you could spend your whole life as an authority on something, but you're never taught how to be humble in that regard of understanding something you've never had to understand before. Like to be compassionate towards someone in that regard or to be empathetic towards someone in that regard of them not knowing something is a powerful thing. And it teaches you so much about yourself and it teaches you so much how to, about how to communicate with others especially about being a better coach and a better educator within, you know, our little fitness industry, you know, and that wall of screws, like taught me so much about myself. And it was just crazy because it's like, Oh, this is how someone feels like when yeah. someone, cause you don't want to admit, like, I didn't want to necessarily, I don't feel bad to ask, but like my first thing isn't like, well, okay, man, you ready for this? I'm going to hit you with the most basic screw question. You, are you ready? You know, this is the creatine. This is the, how many days a week should I train question, yeah. right? People don't necessarily want to ask the question. I'm sure they wish they knew. I wish I could just walk into Home Depot or Bunnings, know exactly what screw I need and just pick it up and check out. Hmm. But that isn't the case. So yeah. here I am having to walk around aimlessly, try to find someone that knows something. And like, hey, I got a screw question. You got 10 minutes? And it's like, oh, I'm kind of busy, but like, yeah, I guess, you know, and it's like, dude, this person could change my life for the better if they just answered this simple question for me. Hmm. But also if they're a dickhead and they're like, bro, it's a fucking, that's a, that's such a stupid question. Like, are you kidding me? 
like that's going to make me feel awful. And it was incredibly unhelpful. Hmm. And now like my day is dictated on this interaction. You guys see where I'm going with this, right? Like how you communicate with these simplistic questions and how you guys communicate with how you present yourself in, in these moments is huge, right? You're having such a large impact on someone's life and someone's day and someone's the way they take in information and the way they expect information to be given to them, but also you're paying it forward to teaching them how to communicate with others as well. Yeah, like, totally. Cause if, you know, a lot of personal trainers and coaches follow us and ask us questions and that's something we pride ourselves on. Right. So like take pride in that, right? So you're paying that forward and you're teaching these people how to communicate with other people who they're going to teach. Right. And one of the greatest things you can do, one of the biggest life hacks of information is paying it forward is the ripple yeah. effect. Right. So like I can talk to 10 people, like a cohort of 10 people who then talk to 10 people themselves. Right. So, okay, we're up to a hundred people now who then those hundred people get asked maybe some questions. Now we're up to a thousand people, right? You see how this multiplies, but it all starts with how I communicated to those first 10 because the way I communicated to those first 10 is exactly, it's the game of telephone. It's, it's how it's communicated to the other people, right? And you, it's just so important to take that seriously, in my opinion, and it can teach you so much about yourself. So that's exactly, the moral of that story is like, I felt clueless and empty of any intelligence staring at a wall of screws. And this is how exactly how someone feels when they're asking you about some simplex, simplistic question about training and nutrition. Right. And so I wanted nothing more than to someone for someone to be helpful to me and be kind and be understanding and patient. And that's all they want from you. Right. That's it. And if you can do that, like you've done a, a good thing. Yeah. Love that, man. I think it's a great analogy. And I mean, just to kind of add my own one on top of that is, you know, with me trying to learn Swedish and stuff, I kind of know that I have to speak it more and that sort of thing to get better at it. Right. And yeah. it's so difficult because you don't want to look like an idiot and you can't really express yourself well because you don't know the language or the, the right word or the right expression or the way to phrase it. And I, I think that when we are in this world of training, nutrition, all that sort of stuff, it, it, you know, it's got its own jargon. It's got its own language. It's got its own history. And so there are people coming into this in the same way, that there are people that are, have the, the very basics of, of a second language down. They can't really express themselves in the right way, but if you can kind of charitably interpret what they're saying and try and like lead them on the right path and give them the, the breadcrumbs that they can sort of better themselves and, and encourage them, then, hey, guess what? They're going to learn <laughs> and they're going to get better and yeah. they're going to ask better questions in the future. Um, but if you give you know, a, a shitty response or you don't interpret things charitably or whatever. You make them a meme. Yeah. You make them a meme. Guess what? Like they're not going to ask better questions in the future. Like it's just not going to, and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to despise you for it. Yep. And they're going to, you know, that's just, man, it, it's yeah. Don't make people a meme. I, I understand memes are hilarious. Like I love memes more just as much as the next guy, but like, memes about real life relatable situations, not necessarily, you know, yeah, the whole call exactly. out culture meme, right? Um, there's a tasteful meme and then there's a distasteful meme in my opinion. And like, 
if someone asks you a question, and, and this goes along the same lines as, as the thing that I've been, you know, talking about on my page for a long time, and that's education over belittlement, like hmm. lead with education, not belittlement. Like if your first inclination is to belittle that person for asking a basic question, like you need to take a step back, right? Sort of lead with the right foot. And so in every situation, education always trumps belittlement. In my opinion, I don't think belittlement should ever be accepted. I don't think it's ever a currency that should be accepted. And it's not conducive to productivity. It's not conducive to creating a better world, a more knowledgeable person, like in no way. Um, and it's like the most shallow form of human communication, right? It's yeah. like, right. It's that first line of defense of like, well, I don't know what else to talk about. So let's just shit on someone, you know? Yeah. And it's like, that's the easiest thing to do. We all do it. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying I, you know, I've never complained or like talked bad about someone. Like I'm human. We all are, but like, just know that's like the lowest form of human communication. So it's like, who are you outside of that? Like, who are you? what can you give the world outside of just like constantly shitting on other people and like basically just shining through your own insecurities, but like we're communicating and we're bonding. So like, Hey, sick, we're friends now, but the whole friendship's based off of like shitting on other people. So like yeah, how yeah, deep, how deep is that friendship? So, you know, there's that whole thing as well. Like, and, and then that's a weird feedback loop that feeds into itself and whatever else, but know that, someone is coming to you for, for something. Right. And to belittle them is not the right move. And to make a meme out of their insecurity is not the right move. Like understand the steps that that person had to take to ask that question in that moment. Right. And maybe it wasn't a big deal, but like, maybe it was like, how many times did that person, right. So like a great story is I've, uh, I've had many clients and one specifically that I can remember that when I had my sort of my initial phone call with him, he was like, I've gone to that application at least 10 times. I filled it out 10 times and I could not get myself to hit submit. I just couldn't do it. Like I could not accept defeat. And I was like, who's defeating you? Like, mm -hmm. it's just, you just need some help, man. Like, again, this is me going to Home Depot or Bunnings. Like, I just need some help. I don't all I'm asking for is a little help. I'm not a shitty person. I don't, I'm not useless in the world. Like it's okay for you not to know something. Right. And we all start not knowing things. Yeah. We just learn them right. By asking or receiving information from a charitable, you know, person or, or resource. Right. So, so you don't, you never know what steps people have taken to, to get to the point where they ask that question. Right. So like mm. how many people have probably typed a question in your question box who never hit submit. They're like, no, nah, he's going to think I'm stupid. Like, what if I run into him in the future? Like, but he probably never will. But like, what if I ever meet Luke and he's going to remember me? This is so stupid. Like he's going to think I'm dumb. And then like, he's going to tell their people that I'm stupid. Like, this is the shit that like goes on. Like this happens to me, right? you know, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. you know, I'm human. I'm like, nah, this person's going to think, you know, whatever else. And, um, in, in reality, it's, none of that's probably a, really true, but you never know, right? And it's like, the unknown is scary. So like, why take the risk? And so, you know, those people that do kind of put themselves out there to ask questions, like, you know, even if that's not the case, like, I think it helps to use that exercise 
it makes you a better person, I think. And it does make you more compassionate and empathetic because you can like place that person of like, man, I bet there was a lot of steps to get them to ask this. Like, I want to give them a really good response. And then you know that answering that one person's question really good, really well without making fun of them or whatever else is going to do nothing but help a ton of other people. And it's also going to stimulate, man, like that was such a basic question, but like he was so, and this, you do this so well, you answer it in a way where it's not belittling. You answer it in a way where it's, it's not a stupid question, right? And how many other questions do you get now because you treated those people yeah. with respect, right? And now you're, you just cultivated this amazing community. So if you want to create a community like Luke's, right? If you're listening to this, you know, like, like mine or whatever else, like do your best to just show up, to be like, show up as a good person, like show up as a helpful person. Who's not, he's here to educate and not belittle. Cause like, why else did you get on this platform today? Yeah. Like, why else did you get on here? Like, if you're just going to, it goes back to the golden rule. Like if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. You've, you've probably been told that since you were you know, before you could even understand English or understand the language you speak, right? Like, so man, it, it's so important. And, and I don't think that can be replaced. And if you could just lead with that, like if you have nothing else to offer the world, like at least lead with that. And that's going to get you pretty far. Um, and that's going to create a cool community. And it's going to create a place where people feel cared for and nurtured. And like, they know they can, like we all know people, we can think of them off the top of our head that like, I know if I ask a question, I'm going to become the butt end of a meme. I'm going to become the butt end of yeah. like not knowing something. And like, he's, you know, it, it's just, you kind of know, right. And that's unfortunate about these people, hmm. but you know, don't become that person because that's, it seems like a pretty empty way to yeah. go about life. And like, do you want to be known for that? Like, does that make you feel good? You know? So yeah. And I go on for a long time about that, but it's just, it's important, I think. And for those listening, I I really like have a hard look at how you communicate with others, especially if you're someone who does sort of demand some authority and respect from other people who, who people reach out and take a risk by reaching out. You know, you may not think it's a big deal, but like maybe they didn't go through university. Maybe they didn't, Maybe they, never, they were never put in a situation where they're asking a question was seen as acceptable, right? Like we've been put in these situations, whether it's through university or through these other social, we've been very fortunate. Like mm-hmm. I've been incredibly fortunate where I've been put in situations where, hey, I'm going to challenge you to the point where you don't think you can do this, but always know you can ask me a question, right? And I'm not going to tell you the exact answer, but I'm going to tell you exactly how to find it. Yeah. That's such a dude. That is, I've taken that for so for granted throughout my whole life. But it's like thinking back on that, like that's not a privilege everyone has had access to. No, for sure. Right. So understand that too, because if this person's coming from a place where this has never been accepted and that they're, they're taking a risk to like, Ooh, I'm going to be, you know, usually I would be ridiculed for doing this. But like maybe this person, they seem really, really nice. Like maybe they're, they seem understanding. So maybe they're not going to do it too. And then what happens if you do it? Well, they took that one risk and you're the ass clown that just punched them in the face Hmm. and told them that this was not the right thing to do. Right. And so you just 
re- you sort of reconfirm their ability to not ask questions yeah, exactly. or not be curious about something, right? And this is just how we breed this, I feel like entitlement of just, oh, I know. The I know behavior. It's like, yeah. oh, I know. You know those people that are just like, oh, I know. Like, no, you don't. You don't know. <laughs> and I know for a fact you don't know. But like, you're going to tell me you know, right? And we've done it too. Like I do it. I've done it in my life. For sure. For you sure. say, you don't know. And you're like, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> you think, you're like, I hope they don't challenge me on this. Cause it's yeah. like, I don't, know shit. <laughs> I don't know shit about this. Um, but that's again, like my wife challenged me on shit like that. If I say that, she's like, okay, well then what, what is it? I'm like, <laughs> Damn, you got me. You, got me. <laughs> you know, yeah. you got me. Um, but yeah, man, it's important. It's important. Yeah, totally. Well, man, I, I cannot wait to have that book to point people towards because I'm excited yeah. to read it myself, to be honest. I think it's going to be amazing. So really looking forward to it. So just remind people of the, the title, release dates, all that stuff again. Yeah. So um, it's the science or science of strength training, right? Just science of strength training. Uh, if you're on the internet looking for it, it's a yellow cover with like a CGI illustration of a kind of muscles and stuff like that. So it's a yellow cover, um, science of strength training and the release date in the UK is April 8th. So here, um, you know, very, I'm not sure when this releases, but you know, April 8th and then in North America, April 20th, unfortunately in Australia, <laughs> it's not on Amazon yet. And I don't know why. Um, so I'm in communication with the publisher. So if you guys are in Australia and you're listening, um, you know, if you are looking for it, like, I'm sorry, it's not quite on there yet, but what you can do, because I thought about this, I'm like, man, what can I tell folks in Australia? Cause like with my time spent in Australia and like, you know, you and like people like JPS and like people that I've done some stuff with, mm. I actually do have some of a following in Australia, which is cool, but like now I can't point them anywhere. Right. So, <laughs> um, it will be on there, trust me, but it's just a matter of getting it on there. So what you can do in the meantime, is there's a page dedicated to this on Instagram that I'm posting. It's like a new creative endeavor for me that I'm really excited about, but that's just at science of strength training. So if you guys want to check that out, if you guys are in Australia and the book isn't ready yet, as far as like, it's not on Amazon yet, um, you know, maybe Google it, see if it comes up for you. Cause like it's, it's sold at like Barnes. I don't think you guys have Barnes and Noble though. You guys don't like, don't have, but I know, I know a lot of people get books from like, um, like book depository because i think they are uk based but then they also okay it may be on there for like a reasonable amount so i don't know maybe there's a way people can get hold of it that way yeah maybe 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 check that um if you can but if you can't like just know it it eventually will be um but in the meantime to kind of like stay updated or whatever else and, and again come learn like the page isn't there for updates it's there to teach people stuff so cool. from the book um so you know, that's at science of strength training on Instagram. So that's a great place to go as well. Awesome, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I love it. I love the philosophy behind it. And um, I know the information is going to be super solid because I know you spent a lot so. of time researching. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully, I'm hoping uh, nothing's wrong. Yeah, that'd be embarrassing. Yeah, mate. yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Thanks a ton, man. We'll chat again soon. Awesome, man. Thank you.